Welcome to the last day of football and other F words and our live mock draft series. Uh, we are going to let people filter in before we start talking. Just make sure that you can hear us. Can you hear me? And then can you hear Mike? Mike, talk. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? This is me. That is you. That is me. We got a few people in there. Let's see if anybody responds. Just type in there, yes, we can hear you. Anybody? Anybody want to type <laughs> Okay, audio Don't coming through. We got it. We got audio All coming right. through. Thank you, Trace. Uh, so we're going to do a few different things. We are going to talk about cornerbacks and defensive linemen. We are going to be talking about uh, predictions that we have, and then we are going to move into some mock drafts. We're going to have two different mock drafts, dueling mock drafts, and we are going to have a, one mock draft with trades. So okay. as you can see, we have a Huxley cam up there for everybody. You can see Huxley. You won't Most hear Huxley. No analysis from Huxley. He's lazy. He's sleeping. <laughs> but I wanted to have a Huxley cam up there. He already knows who he's going to pick. He's he's not even worried. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to, while you are talking, I'm going to retweet this and stuff. So let's get started. Mike, we're at 29. We got defensive linemen. We have cornerbacks. We're going cornerback more than likely. Yep. Matt Miller just posted that we, and he's, been pretty good about Titans mock drafts in the first round. Um, he had us taking Jalen Johnson. What are your initial thoughts on Jalen Johnson and the value of that pick? Yeah, I, I like uh, Jalen Johnson quite a bit. I think I had him sixth uh, on my cornerback top ten. Um, I think once you get past the Akuda Henderson tier, I think those next five or six guys are all kind of bunched together. Um, for a lot of people. So uh, it's just really going to come down to preference, uh, like what kind of style player you like. I, I do like Johnson quite a bit, though. Uh, very disruptive, very much fits the John Robinson mold of cornerback. Uh, so um, I'd be happy with him. I think he's a pretty good value at 29. There's, you know, some people that see him going as high as like 20th overall. So uh, he may or may not even be there. Uh, but it's really hard to tell with that cornerback group behind uh, those top two because they're they're kind of all over the place from uh, based on various reports. Okay, so we got Jalen Johnson. We covered him. Jeff Gladney is the consensus pick. I'm kind of already sick of yeah. him, and yeah. he's not even on the team. I'm just very sick of it. The more I've kind of watched, the more I'm kind of a little lukewarm on him. And really? Yeah. What a- I, what are you seeing? Well, I think there's better value in in other rounds with corners that are very near the Gladney level. It could, that, but that's the point of a deep class is that there is going to be, you know, those people. The, 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 once you get past the top three prospects, everybody gets a little bit closer and closer in talent level. So I don't know if the value is there for Gladney, but what do you feel about Gladney? So I, I do love Gladney. I love the way he plays. Um, I love his speed, uh, his feistiness, his willingness to come up and tackle in the run sport. Um, I do think there are some drawbacks, and I do think he might stay on the board longer than, you know, 
maybe we thought uh, coming up into the draft process. He is uh, going to be 24 later this year. He's like a full two and a half years older than guys like Jalen Johnson, uh, you know, Christian Fulton, uh, AJ Terrell, those kind of guys. So there is some drawback there. Not that, I mean, obviously 24 isn't like, you know, like you're, you're not worried about him regressing or something like that all of a sudden, but there is a train of thought that goes that if you don't dominate college competition until you're 23 or 24 years old, uh, you know, you're, you're literally playing a man amongst boys at that point. And that's why some guys can, can look better in college and then not be able to translate it to the NFL level. So I don't know, I don't think he's quite that guy, but I think that's why some people don't like him as much as some of these other guys. Uh, Let's go to C.J. Henderson. Probably not going to be there, but if he's there, no. how quick do you go? Uh, or I guess you don't go anywhere. How quick do you type, I guess, or chat, whatever they're doing, and get that name in? I, I mean, I think you have to take him if he's there. He's easily – I mean, he could be better than Akuda if he applies himself at the next level, I think. Um, he's that talented, but you know, obviously there's effort questions, there's competitiveness questions, there, there's certain, there's tackling questions, but as far as a pure cover man, you're not going to get a better guy than, than Henderson. Uh, and, and getting him at 29 would be a ridiculous value. Who's your favorite defensive back? Well, cornerback, um, that his value and talent really coincides. It really makes you, you know, get all hot and sweaty <laughs> so for the titans specifically at 29 i think the, the best value is uh christian Fulton. um he's he's a guy that you know you'll see i think pff has him 12th on their big board overall um you'll see other people have him falling all the way into the, the late second round so like i said th this group of corners is kind of all over the place between uh uh, three and like cornerback, like nine or 10 even. Um, but Fulton is a guy that I really like. I kind of fall in line more with the PFF thinking uh, with regards to him. He's extremely disruptive. He gets his hands on the ball uh, frequently, good in press man coverage with it, which I think is crucial. Um, and he's, he's just a very talented guy, good overall corner. Uh, and guys coming out of that LSU system have been pretty successful. Uh, in recent years, uh, since Dave Aranda got there, um, which of course he's moved on to Baylor now, but uh, was their defensive coordinator the whole time that, that Fulton was there. So he's kind of trained under one of the best defensive minds in uh, college football over the last few years. Uh, I want to talk about Noah and Trevon Diggs. I think they're the two most overrated corners in the draft. Uh, I completely agree. I think. With you. I don't think they're first-round talents. I think they're borderline second-slash-almost third-round talents. Do you So you said you agree. Underrated, yeah. though, I think Damon Arnett is very underrated heading into this draft, and I think that that is a guy that is on our radar. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with both of those statements. I, Noah Igbinagain, I guess, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, – he is to me like a huge project I and mean, he's not ready to play right away. And I think that's what the Titans need. I mean, he's more athlete than corner at this point, really bad with the ball when the ball is in the air. And then you've got Diggs, who's kind of the opposite of that. He's great with the ball in the air, you know, former receiver, great ball skills, but 
there's questions about his tackling. There's questions about his speed and ability to keep up with faster receivers in the NFL. Um, and I just don't know that he's a great fit for the Titans defense. I think he needs to go to a Seattle-type cover three scheme that's going to allow him to come up and press but also kind of hide some of his uh, speed deficiencies at the second level. Okay, so uh, let's let's end this talk on Amik Robertson, which I think is a fan favorite here. Uh, PK also tweeted that same statement out this morning about Samari Roll. What do other teams think about him? You know, this was a guy you could get in the third round. Do you think he's going to be there in the third round? I, I don't actually. I, I think he's going to end up going in the second round. If you if you want him, I think you're going to have to go get him at 61. Uh, I think he's going to go somewhere in that like 50 to 75 range, most likely. Um, I think he's a guy that you know. I don't know why he's been so low on people's boards all along because, I mean, if you look at just turn on the tape, he's everywhere. Um, and yes, the competition level at Louisiana Tech isn't quite what it is in the SEC, but. Um, this dude was tough against Texas wide receivers and Texas has some good wide receivers this year. Um, he's short. That's really the one drawback to him is he's five, eight. Um, the rest of it is awesome. I mean, he gets interceptions. He breaks up passes. He's tough. He's physical. He, you know, will help you in the run game. He does everything you want him to do and he could step in and be your starting slot corner right away. Um, without a problem, I think. So I would love to get him at 61. I mean, that may not look like value according to a lot of uh, mock drafts and a lot of big boards, but I think it's I think it's a great pick. If y'all hear any kind of humming in the background, that is actually just Huxley snoring. Oh, my God, <laughs> it's so loud. Okay. It's on. It's so on the let's go to defensive line. Um, we know Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw are not going to be at 29. Very, yeah, I'd be very surprised. However, Ken, is Ken there maybe with the injury stuff? Right. I mean, but I, I don't think I don't think he will fall. If excluding those two, is there any defensive lineman talent that is worth the 29th overall pick? In your opinion, the only one that I really like there is Marlon Davidson uh, at Auburn. I, you like you him know, better than Ross Blacklock? I do. Um, for the Titans, I, I think Blacklock is good. Um, he's probably, I have them three, four on, on my defensive line board. So they're, they're really close together, but I think Davidson just brings that mentality, that, that kind of dog mentality, uh, to the game. And I think he would fit in great with what the Titans like to do and what the Titans mindset is, um, in that locker room. So I, I like him. I think he projects well. He played a lot on the edge last year, but I think he's strong enough to hold up. Uh, inside between the tackles, so um, he'd be my my preferred pick there. But I, I don't know that I would spend twenty nine on any of the other um, defensive line prospects. You know, you know, we didn't talk about edge because we we both kind of feel that Jadavian Clowney is is the guy. But yep. I want to talk about a defensive end kind of guy, and Russell TD uh, on Periscope brings it up. AJ Epineza at 29 if he is there where do you rank him versus maybe one of the cornerbacks that we talked about you know i struggle with epinesa like there are if you watch him play 
he's very strong, very, very good with his hands. He, he does a lot for you. He's just a good football player, but he didn't test well. He's not a very good athlete. I don't think he can play on the edge in a three, four defense. Um, and I think he's going to struggle to play on the edge really on in any defense at the NFL level. Um, and at 275 pounds, is he going to be able to hold up inside? So he's kind of a problem to project as far as like, what is he at the NFL level? Uh, you know, you could maybe compare him to like a Michael Bennett. I've seen some people throw that out there, but Michael Bennett wasn't drafted until what the seventh round. I think he was a seventh round pick or something like that. Um, and there's a lot of other guys that are kind of like this that don't end up making it uh, at a big level. I like him as a player. I just don't know what you do with him on defense. That's, that's the problem for me at 29. Okay, so let's say we go Gladney or Fulton or one of those first-round cornerbacks, and we're here in the second, and we have Ross Blacklock, Neville Gallimore, Justin Matabuke, and Devon Hamilton. Where are you going out of those four? You had Blacklock is still on the board? Yeah. I'd go Blacklock. I, Blacklock. I, think, he's a, I think he's a good player, disruptive. I think he, he is – a mature guy um, that's going to come in and do the right things, do it the right way. Um, I think the coaches will like him quite a bit. He's got a lot of upside, you know, that I think is kind of untapped. He had some injury issues and stuff like that at TCU that he kind of had to play through. Um, but he's a good athlete for for the position, and I think he could be a disruptive kind of, you know, five technique type of guy. Uh, rank those four: Blacklock, Gallimore, Matabuki. And Hamilton. Um, Blacklock would be my number one. I'd probably go uh, Gallimore two, uh, Matabuke three, and then Hamilton four. Was there another one in there? No, that was it. Okay. What yeah, Hamilton to Richard Lawrence, and because well, before the draft, I mean, I felt like I saw him the first round in mocks. You know, but before we got too into it, what? has happened to his draft stock that he has fallen even as far as he has? I'm not sure. I, I guess he's kind of, um, and he's not a huge guy. Like he's probably not a nose tackle at the NFL level and he's not, I guess, super disruptive either. So it's hard to say he's a elite three technique. Um, I don't know. He's just kind of, he's another guy that I think is kind of hard to project to a position. Um, so I think that may be a little bit what's going on there. Seems like a good, Good football player could be a good rotational kind of defensive lineman for, for a while, though. Okay, so the final defensive line question: uh, We've been uh, linked to James Lynch and Robert Windsor, so there are people that may these are players that the fans may not know much about. You may not know much about it. And I'm really going on a limb here. Uh, have you watched anything about James Lynch or uh, Robert Windsor? I watched Lynch. I've not really watched uh, Windsor, so I, I won't comment on him. But uh, Lynch was super productive at Baylor last year. I think 13 sacks and 19 tackles for loss. Um, but Baylor plays such a weird defense. They play that kind of 3 3 stack uh, that's become kind of common in the Big 12 and in uh, different, different areas of college football. And he kind of played semi on the edge there. I don't think he's athletic enough to play on the edge. Of, the NFL level, he kind of falls into that uh, AJ Epinesa category for me. Um, a little bit of a tweener, guy that's not 
probably athletic enough to play outside, but not strong enough to play inside. Um, I kind of see him, honestly, as a Carl Krug type um, that could probably have a career as a rotational interior pass rusher, um, but probably isn't a three-down defensive lineman. That, that's kind of how I see him. And if he turns into Carl Klug, I think that's great, by the way. I mean, that's, that's a guy that you would absolutely take in the third or fourth round if you could get him. Okay, so we're about to start our mock, and I just wanted to um, lay down the ground rules. The dueling mock is going to be, uh, we'll vote on it, okay? You'll probably win because, I mean, you're obviously way more popular, even if you're actually wrong. It's And I have the better mock, you're way more popular. I already ran into this with Mello. My mock was clearly better. And just because he has more followers, he, he killed me. So, You're totally unbiased view. Yeah. So, um, no <laughs> trades in this go-around. So, we're okay. ready to go. Let me yeah, get the uh, screens up here for everybody to see. Huxley Cam is still on for everybody. Mike's mock is in the top left. My mock is in the top right. And... Okay, no trades, so start the draft. We got Herbert falling. Judy falling too. Oh, there he goes. Okay, Mike. We have top two running back three running backs, Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Ezra. And then Ezra Cleveland, Denzel Mims, Kenneth Murray. What position? I see your boy Isaiah Williams uh, or Isaiah Wilson down there. Um, where are you going? You going with him, or are you going to go with someone else? Um. So here's here's kind of my thought process here. I like Christian Fulton as a prospect a little bit better than I like Isaiah Wilson, but I don't think the second round offensive tackles are going to be anywhere near as good as the second round cornerbacks. So I'm going to go with Wilson. Okay. So you're going Wilson. Yep. I am actually going to go Deandre Swift. I just don't think they're going to pass him up if he is still there. First round running back. I know, I know, but I think long-term building roster, he can immediately contribute as a, as a back, complimentary of Derrick Henry versus that if for whatever reason the impasse you know happens with contract talks and we let Henry go we have a feature back so they seem to show a lot of interest in DeAndre this offseason I, I just kind of feel like that's the guy if he is there yeah I do think he's an awesome talent um I I I don't know. It one it is a first round pick is rich for me for a running back with Derrick Henry still on the roster. Okay, so you have your boy Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I do like him. Uh Justin Matabuke, Raekwon Davis, Donovan People Jones. You got Lucas Niang down there, but you already mm -hmm. selected your uh offensive tackle. Yeah, and, and I think Niang over over here is a really good kind of potential second or third round pick depending on how far he falls because of that injury there's your um, yeah, let's see what cornerbacks we got here with those guys on the board i'm i'm waiting 
cornerback. So I'm going to go on cornerback. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice one more time there because I don't know that Amik would be the guy that I would take here. Um, but I think there's a couple good options there, so I might roll the dice somewhere else. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hilaire. Go uh, Clyde okay. Edwards Hilaire. I, on the other hand, have Ross Blacklock to choose from, Jeremy Chin, Ashton Davis, Chenault. I got a little bit better over here, but I'm going Blacklock in the second. Okay. So I'm at DeAndre Swift, uh, Ross Blacklock. You are at Isaiah Wilson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I am obviously kicking your ass at this. So (laughs) as we're at 93, you have Pert. Hopkins, Sadiq Charles as your top three. The top so, cornerback is Amik Robertson. You have so we, we talked we talked about this before. I don't know that he's gonna end up there, but this that's obviously who you take. Yeah. So okay. Amik Robertson is taken for you. I, on the other hand, have Darnay Holmes, Tro- Troy Pride Jr. as the top two cornerbacks, but Amik is still there. And I'm going Amik over over either as guys do you think i'm crazy for that no 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 i think i think Amik's the best player out of that group okay we're waiting to get to uh round five here who are you hoping to see in round five what position you going i i would love to see a uh speed wide receiver on the board that i could grab there i don't know that there's really anybody that i'm gonna love uh at the wide receiver spot i might look at quarterback um as a uh, depth guy there or uh, possibly defensive line. But really, I think you're at the spot where you want to start uh, looking at value. I could, I could go John Hightower there maybe. Um, let's see who else we got. I don't love the quarterbacks. Um, what do we got on the defensive line? Uh, no. Any edge rushers that are interesting? I mean, I think DJ Wanham is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Um, let me see corner. I might I might think about a double dip here. Ooh, the old double dip. Mm, Vildor would be interesting. Um, now, why is Vildor ranked so low? Because I've heard his name as a almost a round three kind of talent. I think he's a guy that the NFL has liked a little bit more than the the media so far. I think there's a, there's a few guys that are like that, but I think he's one of them. Um he would be tempting, but I'm going to I'm going to go back and go wide receiver go John Hightower. John get a, Hightower. get a little bit of a vertical speed guy in here. Go back and talk about John Hightower just real quick, two sentences. A little bit of a one-trick one-trick pony. He's a vertical threat. Um good at getting over top of the defense, but that's what the Titans need. So I think uh, that makes sense. I am probably going to have to go John Hightower too. We are starting A to have similar boards here because uh, to choose from. Have I gone offensive tackle? I haven't gone offensive tackle yet. You have not. You're just uh, you're just going to let Ryan Tannehill get killed over there. On well, the no, side. he's got Dennis Kelly. I mean, <laughs> and Super Bowl <laughs> champion uh, Jamil Douglas. So, um, yeah. I got Derek Tezuka, but I'm not real with Ross Blacklock. He can kind of fill in both, and of course, we're getting Jadavian Clowney. Cornerback is same as what you had. I. Th- 
I think I'm going to end up going. You know what? I'm going to go Antonio Gandy Golden. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. It's a double dipping at wide receiver then? Well, no, I haven't double dipped. That was my, oh, oh, I never went John over, Hightower. Uh, Hightower. Okay. Yeah, him over yeah. Hightower. Okay. You're up. Uh, where do you want me to go? Back to We're, IDL? Let's look at the edge group. Edge group. Carter Coughlin, Kendall Coleman. Not a super strong group. Yeah, nothing I like there. Um, what about corner? Now, this has been interesting, is the fall of Miles Bryant and A.J. Green. I'll what, say, yeah, uh, you got Vildor. What is so up I'll, with that? I'll take Vildor for, for this. Yeah. Uh, based off of that, I mean, that's that's a great, obviously, that's a steal there. Because um, I think he's a middle-of-the-draft kind of guy. If A.J. Green, uh, okay, A.J. Green is still there. Do you yeah. grab a third corner? Because <laughs> that just <laughs> seems like it's a really good value. Yeah, I mean it is a good value. I like I like AJ Green as a day three guy, um, but I, I probably wouldn't here. Uh, let me see uh, quarterback. Oof! Oh man, yeah, I'm oh, not taking man. that. Uh, that's a mess. Um, what about uh, interior offensive line? I mean, not bad, not great. Yeah, don't love any of those guys either. Do you think uh, Nate Davis needs competition? or Because that's what uh, Charles Barnes brought up last night. I thought that was an interesting take to bring in young competition for Nate Davis. I don't know that he necessarily needs competition, but I do think you've got a 30, I think 31-year-old left tackle and a 30-year-old center um, that you're going to you know, not, neither of those guys need to be replaced right now. Um, but I don't think offensive line is a spot where you really want to wait until you need it right now um, to start looking at replacing it because those guys usually take a little bit of time to develop at the NFL level. So um, I don't really love any of those guys uh, available here. So I'm going to, let's see, um, go back, go to, go to linebacker. Ooh, look at you, linebacker. Divinity, Chris Orr, TJ Brunson are three names that really stand out to me. Jordan Mack down there and Daniel Batuli. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Brunson here. Get a get a little bit of a, a depth linebacker. Well, uh, I need to get to my first seventh round pick. And I do have quarterbacks. I have Cole McDonald and Steven Montez, and I'm going to take your boy Cole McDonald just to really rub it into your face. Bastard. And then we are getting to um, my second seventh-round pick, and just to, yeah, I need another cornerback. And I'm going to take uh, Miles Bryant. Okay. Give me, uh, give me the kickers. Oh, Lord. You know, this is what we had the problem with last time is finding the kickers. So they don't list those separately. But if you need Rodrigo Blankenship, he's there. That's my guy. That's my guy. Let's do it. Okay, so you are done. Now I am over here. And he, let's see here. 
I'm going to go with a guard that I know they've had some contact with. And I'm not going to try to say his name, just his first name. Cord- or Cordell Iguana from TCU. That's just what I'll call him. But I know they had some contact with them, and we'll just get, uh, you know, the uh, a kicker as a UDFA. Okay. Okay. So we're finalizing the draft. Oh, well, your uh, your draft got a little frozen. It got oh, very convenient. Very, very convenient. Well, that is interesting. So, it's uh, so good it broke the system. <laughs> it's so good it broke the system. We'll put. We'll have to, con- you know, redo yours uh, via the Excel when we're all good and ready. Um, so let's. How would you grade the drafts? I mean, would you be happy with that draft? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be I'd be pretty happy with it. Um, you know, I think you'd love to probably trade back at some point and pick up a fourth round pick or uh, maybe even a an extra day two pick because um, there are more needs than than there are picks to fill. Right, like so you have four picks in the top uh, six rounds, so you're looking at you know you're going to have a couple spots that are going to be left bare uh, if you don't trade back. Um, I mean, you could always sign some, some veteran free agents to kind of plug in and, and be good enough. And you're not looking at trying to find starters necessarily, but um, I think you'd love to, to have a few more picks in this draft. I feel like it's a good depth draft uh, and you're not likely to get a blue chipper at, at 29 anyway. So what about you? Uh, I think my draft turned out A plus. Like if I were being honest and impartial, A plus. A plus. That's A-plus. it. A plus. No, not A plus plus. Uh no. That I mean that's. I mean that's a little weird. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's I mean A plus plus. I don't want to be full of myself or anything. <laughs> I mean, let, let's let's keep it civil. You know, in the realm of the plus-minus system, there's no such thing as a plus-plus system. That's fair. That's fair. You know, just keep it above board, Mike. Got keep it above board here at the Lions Den. I hear you. I hear you. Huxley would get after you. If yeah. Throw the extra plus on there. Okay. You ready to trade? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. We're a what is oh yeah start the draft. See how it looks on the screen when we get there. There we go, looking good. Still got Huxley down there. Is there anybody you would trade up for before we start? It would have to be a really special situation, and it's hard for me to think of anybody that even would remotely realistically fall into a range where they would want to trade up. Like I said, I think you probably need to add more picks um, in the day two, day early day three range to kind of fill out some of the roster depth. Um, so I, 
I don't think a trade-off is is likely or probably the right thing to do. What about you? Yeah, I wouldn't trade up unless someone fell like a, in a couple spots up. I wouldn't sacrifice a bunch for it, but I I don't think there's a trade up and it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think the ideal situation you trade out of one and get that fourth round pick rather than trading all the way back out of 61 to 85. Cause we had to go down a lot further in the, uh, from the end of the second to the middle of the third, just to get that fourth round pick. Um, whereas we would probably only have to go back maybe five spots, 10 spots if uh, we could work something out in the first round. But I think it's, it's kind of dependent on like a quarterback or somebody of that, uh, nature falling to 29. Like, I think the Titans need to root for Jordan Love to fall. Okay, so let's go and talk predictions. Who is going to yeah. be the GM that Fs up the draft? It's Gettleman, right? you got to be Gettleman. Gettleman. I mean, but I've heard that he's just fooling everybody, and he's actually really smart. I'm not buying any of that secret secret genius nonsense. I think, I think Gettleman is a, an actual caveman. Um, and he is the most likely to, to somehow accidentally log out of the draft and forget his password and not be able to get back in and cause like a whole ordeal. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, it'd be hilarious to see it happen, uh, even if it would delay the draft and push our pick back to like 1 a.m. or something like that. Um, uh, will the Bengals take that their full amount of time? Even yes. though everybody knows they're taking Joe Burrow, will they wait till the clock hits zero? I feel like teams almost always do that, even though we know, like, you know, it, that, that pick is signed, sealed, and has been for months. Um, I think uh, I think they just are going to do it just to do it. I mean, I guess there must do. be some, if like, marketing value to having your name on there and having people talk about you or something like that on ESPN for – the maximum amount of time. So I think that's probably why they actually do it, but I, I bet they do. Okay. Here's my bold prediction for day one. All right. You ready? Four trades are going to happen today. Tonight. Four trades? Four trades. I think, I think that could definitely happen. You don't uh, think that's bold enough? Is that not spicy enough for you? It's pretty spicy, but... Should I, I go like five? Because that's what I was initially thinking was like five. Go five. Okay, five. Go five. That's spicier. I think he'd probably just talk to me into that just so I'd totally be wrong. That's at least habanero. Okay, That's at five. least habanero level spice. All right. Okay, what's your uh, what's a bold prediction for you? Is four tackles go in the top ten spicy enough? I think so. All right. That's mine. I oh, think we all, got someone four. uh Titans Elite twenty eighteen says there will be six trades tonight. Well That's, That's Moy Cayente. <laughs> Uh, I will say that my next spicy prediction is going to be that, ooh, I'm going to go with Bradley Anai in the first round. Wow. Yeah. That would be, that would be very spicy. And Uh, Epineza falls to the second round. Okay, uh, an eye over Epinesa. That yeah. is uh, that is definitely interesting. Um, let's see. Who do I feel strongly about that's not getting on there? Um, let's say. Uh, hmm. I'll, I'll go with the one that I, I saw this morning. 
think maybe maybe Daryl Taylor sneaks into the. So back it's not even yours. It's not even oh, your own. Right. Okay, okay. okay. But, I mean, you can take it, but it's not even your own. All right, I'll uh, I'll go somewhere else. Um, I'll say no running backs go in the first round. I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Do the Titans one hundred percent? Would you bet your wife that they trade back? I wouldn't bet that, but I would. I do think that they trade back. Which or of your dogs to. would you be willing to bet that they trade back? Louie. Louie, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think a trade back is for sure going to happen. I feel sorry for those that are going to be tuning in really late <laughs> into 29. And it's just a trade back. But you yeah. know what? It's for the best of the team. And actually, you should be happy. That That's the best outcome, in my opinion, for this whole thing is that we trade out. Unless Javon Kinlaw is there or Justin Jefferson, but trade out. Yeah, I yeah, I, I would agree with, with both of those there. Um, but yeah, I, I think trade out is the best case scenario. Well, Mike, we made it through without with very little technical glitches compared to the previous ones. I'm getting better the huh? more we do it on the video drafts. Huxley well was great. He, he was the star of the show, obviously. Yeah. He's, um, he's really carried us through this. Any last words or predictions for tonight? Um, no, I, I think trade back or uh, or corner or tackle. I think those are the three options. All right. Well, for football and other efforts, for Mike Herndon, as you can see, he's an analyst, Sasquatch hunter, and he's at Mac Miracles on Twitter. I was your host, Zach Lyons, WWE 24-7 champion, at Pod on Twitter. For me, for Mike, for Huxley, you've just been effed.